Good evening and welcome to the Unquestionably Free Podcast. It's season one, episode two, and we have been talking about dismantling negative thoughts. Tonight we're going to focus on thinking about what you are thinking about. I am your host, Lakeisha L. Williams, and I have a question for you. What was your first thought this morning? My first thought this morning, honestly, because <laughs> this podcast is about having open, honest, transparent, and vulnerable conversations, right? My first thought was, I don't want to get up. I did not want to get up this morning. My bed felt extra good. And so I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to cut the light on. I didn't want to throw the covers off. I just wanted to lay there a couple more minutes and just rest and be still. So that was my first thought this morning. Um, What was your first thought? And it's an important question because 90% of the time, that first thought is a negative thought. Just, just, Just think about that. Your first thought of the day is a negative thought. Think about how much that can impact the rest of your day. And so as I think about that, I think about a quote that I saw on social media, and you may have heard it before in various different uh, ways, but it's watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. So tonight, I want to challenge you to think about what you've been thinking about, right? Because everything begins with a thought. Your thoughts and your words frame your world. And this is, this is all biblical, and I'm going to prove it to you right now. But first, I want to give you an equation that God dropped in my spirit, and that is thought plus speech equals manifestation thought plus speech equals manifestation and so we see this an example of this in Genesis 1 verses 1 through 4 God had a thought he said it and then he saw it so Genesis 1 1 through 4 reads in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. And he saw that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So in this scripture we see God had a thought. And after he had that thought, he said, in verse 3, God said, Let there be light. And then what happened? There was the manifestation of light because it it says, and then there was light. So you see how powerful our words are? We are created in God's image and we have the same power in our tongue that he has in his tongue. I'll prove it to you again. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
And so I, I read another quote from Joe Osteen that just that shows us how powerful our thoughts and our words are. He said, I am the sum total of what I have been confessing through the years. That's powerful. So what have you been confessing? What have you been saying out of your mouth? Has it been positive? Has it been negative? Has it been beneficial to you, to your health, to your wealth, to your well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being? I am the sum total of what I have been confessing through the years. This is a quote by Joe Osteen. So when we let our thoughts run wild and negativity reign in our minds, we sometimes end up thinking and talking ourselves out of something that God promised us, right? A lot of times God will send a word through someone, through his written word in the Bible. You can be watching a sermon, anything like that, and he will confirm something in you. Um, he will he will let you know something. He will answer a prayer, whatever it is. But then we allow our thoughts that that either are implanted by the enemy, that come from someone else that we shared it with, that we probably shouldn't have shared it with, or just our own thoughts based on our own experiences and our own presuppositions and, and assumptions and all of these things that come with us. We end up talking ourselves out of a blessing out of something good for us and it could be because of fear it could be because of past experiences it could be because of anything but again like I said when we let our thoughts run wild and we let negativity just hang out and rain in our minds we'll end up thinking and if we we thinking we're thinking it we'll end up talking ourselves out of something that God had for us or has for us and a prime example of this can be found in the children of Israel right we all know the story where they got two they got a couple steps away if you will from the promised land and then what happened they started grumbling and complaining and moaning and all of these things and so in numbers 14 2 through 3 we find where this starts happening. It says, All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly and said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children would be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? So what, what happened here? is they got to the promised land and you know they sent the spies out they saw the giants they became afraid and so in their minds they're like wait a minute this don't make sense like God said this is the promised land this is the land of milk and honey he brought us out of captivity to bring us here just to die when they said uh uh why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword and let our wives and children be taken as plunder, they were afraid. And so they began to speak what, what they were thinking. And we all know what happened. 
they didn't make it into the promised land because they didn't believe God. No matter what what we feel or what our thoughts are, the, the, the question is, what did God say? What did God say? And we know if we go back to the equation, if you have a, a thought plus speech equals manifestation. So if God thinks it and he says it, you will see the manifestation of that thing. It don't matter how big the giants are that you see in front of you. So this is just the power of your thoughts and the power of when you translate those thoughts into words and and you begin to embody those words, you can think and talk yourself. The children of Israel thought and talked themselves out of the promised land. The promised land. God promised them this thing. And they thought and talked themselves out of it. They completely and totally missed it. They were filled with fear and their thoughts led them to complain themselves right out of God's promise for them. That's that. That hits hard. They thought and complained themselves right out of God's promise for them. Why? Fear. Fear. And for the majority of us, I say us, because myself included, we have thought and talked ourselves out of a many of things due to fear. Because we were afraid, we were uncertain, we didn't know all the details. But I don't know about you, but anybody that's been walking with God for any amount of time, we already know he don't give us all the details. It wouldn't be faith if he gave us all the details. So we have to do it afraid. We have to move forward afraid. We have to bring our thoughts into alignment and go forward. Because if he told us to go, that means he's going to provide for us. If he gave us the vision, then that means he's going to give the provision and he's going to take care of us and he's going to protect us and all of those things. But fear is a powerful thing and and, and it can allow us to miss out on a many a thing. So what's the definition of fear? Fear is an unpleasant emotion of thought. It's the feeling you get when you are afraid or worried that something bad is going to happen. You catch that? You're afraid or worried that something bad is going to happen. It doesn't even say that there's evidence of, it's been confirmed that, you're just afraid or worried that something bad is going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. So fear is just an illusion. It's like a smokescreen. And fear is an issue of a lack of faith. And the Israelites were afraid that they 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 were so totally afraid that they forgot all about what God said. They just allowed fear to, to allow them to ignore God's promise. And and when that happens, you, you know a, a classic example of it is we have a thought and then we start talking to somebody about it. And one thing that I always say is take it to the throne, 
before you take it to the phone. If you want to talk to somebody about it, talk to God so he can let you know, did I not say? It it is written. Have I not said? Don't you remember? Take it to the throne before you take it to the phone. Because a lot of times the thought comes, we call somebody up, and then guess what happens? They start planting more seeds, planting more seeds, and then it gives us more stuff to think about. And we're even more afraid than when we first picked up the phone. And so now we're really not doing it because it's like, oh, we got somebody to co-sign. We got somebody to back up, back us up, right? But we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't matter what your mama said. It doesn't matter what your best friend said. All that matters is what did God say? And are you bringing your thoughts into alignment with what God said because that's how we walk by faith and not by sight the Israelites were stuck in the wilderness because they were walking by sight and letting their thoughts run rampant they weren't thinking about what they were thinking about they weren't thinking about the fact that God said this is the promised land this is the land of milk and honey This is what I'm giving to you. It's yours. Walk in and possess the land. They somehow fear erased what God said. So that wasn't even a thought in their minds. But we can't let our thoughts reign. Right? We have to let God reign. And that's why it's so important for us to renew our mind with the word of God and to capture every thought. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 through 6 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled so we have to cast down imaginations every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and we have to bring into captivity we have to capture every thought and bring it into the obedience of Christ we have to capture every thought and bring it under the lordship of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because the thoughts are going to come. You can you can be sitting in your living room. You can be sitting in your living room right now. Listening to this podcast. And a random thought will come. Where did they come from? How did, how did they get it? <laughs> how did they get there? Sometimes it's the enemy. Like I said before, sometimes it's the enemy. Sometimes it's just as a result of our past and our experiences. It could be the result of a conversation you had two weeks ago with someone. Thoughts just come. We can't stop thoughts from coming, but it's our job when they come. What do you do with that thought? We know Psalms 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh, so is he. The Israelites thought they were defeated when they saw the giants in the land. 
and they began to speak that defeat. So guess what happened? They were already defeated. They thought they couldn't conquer the land. So guess what? They talked about not being able to conquer the land. And what followed? They didn't conquer the land. It sounds so minor, you know, when we're talking about thoughts and and the things that run through our mind. It sounds so minor, but really, it's major at the same time. It's major. It really is. What we think, what we speak, all of these things have to come in alignment with the Word of God, with the spoken Word of God, with the written Word of God, with God's purpose, with His plan, with His will. It has to come into alignment. And guess what? If we're thinking one thing, but we're speaking another, our heart doesn't know what to, we're confusing ourselves we don't know what to believe we don't know what to believe and a lot of times many of us see this in the area of our health right we know that we're supposed to speak healing and we're supposed to claim our healing and all of these things but how do I reconcile within myself I feel a pain I feel a pain or I feel a way How do we reconcile that? We reconcile that by acknowledging, Lord, my stomach is hurting. But you said that I am healed. So I'm going to say that I am healed and claim your healing until I see the manifestation. So you're thinking it, you're speaking it, and then guess what follows? You will see it. You will feel it. We have to get our thoughts in line with what God says. Why? Because we're blocking God's blessings in our lives. Because what we're thinking and what we're speaking goes against what God has said and what God is saying. So it sounds, like I said, it sounds so simple. But this is really the crux of what keeps us bound What keeps us in chains, what keeps us in that bondage is our thoughts. I don't know the statistic, but I think it's somewhere we probably think thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts per minute. So it's a lot. But at the same time, we have the word of God to help us. So we have to meditate on his word. We have to speak his word and then we have to, and then when we meditate on it and when we speak his word, we watch his word come forth. That's why it's it's so important for us to not just only read his word, not just only meditate on his word, but speak his word. What does the word of God say? What has God said to you specifically? to you in your life what has God promised you because that's really what what God's word is full of his promises and so that's why it's important for us to meditate on it and read it and know it and and hide it in our hearts so that when these thoughts come we have a weapon to fight against these thoughts we have something to counteract 
these thoughts. We have something to use to audibly renounce these thoughts. That's the word of God. That's God's promises. And so I just want to cover a few of God's promises for you tonight that you can begin to meditate on, that you can begin to speak forth, and that you can begin to use as a weapon against what you're thinking about. As you begin thinking about what you're thinking about, as you begin paying attention to your first thought in the morning, and if it's a negative thought, now you're going to have, now you'll be armed with God's promises, a couple of them, because it's it's more than what I'm going to cover tonight. But you'll be armed with a couple of God's promises to be able to begin to counteract those thoughts. And so the first one is Corinthians 10, 13. That is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, I would not let you be tested beyond what you can endure. A lot of times when temptation comes, our first thought is, I'm not strong enough. I can't resist against this. I can't flee this temptation. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, I will not let you be tested beyond what you can endure. So you can endure it. You can overcome it. You can flee from it. You can resist it. So, so this, this scripture will help you combat against that thought that comes that you can't because the word of God says that you can. And, and I'm inclined to believe the word of God over anything else. And so we have to begin to use the word of God to combat these thoughts that we're thinking. And we have to start paying more attention to what we're thinking and, and stop coming into agreement with what we're thinking. But start using the word of God to counteract those thoughts. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, my love will preserve through every situation. Through every, and these are paraphrases because I, I want to hone in on the promise that is highlighted in these scriptures. But I encourage you to look up these scriptures and read them word for word. So the promise that's highlighted in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 is that God's love will persevere through every situation. A lot of times we feel like God is not present with us in certain situations and certain things that we go through, but really he is. He's present and his love is present as well. So his love will persevere through every situation. So if you think God doesn't love me, God isn't here for me, God isn't for me, that's a lie. That thought is a lie because not only is he present, but his love is present and his love will persevere with you through every single situation you could face in your entire lifetime. That's a promise. That's a promise that you can take to the bank. Another promise is found in Psalms 84:11. It says, I will not withhold anything good from those with an upright heart. How do you get an upright heart? That's the question. How do you get an upright heart? You submit to God. You serve him. You believe his word. 
you meditate on his word, you believe his word, you seek him, you serve him, you thirst after him. That's how you get an upright heart. And that's that's how you get to the place where God would not withhold anything good for you. And this is this is such a wonderful promise. And there's so many different elements to this promise that we can begin to break down. But just think about if you start realizing that God is for you and everything that he has for you is good and he has a plan and a purpose for you and he wants to do good things for you. He wants to see you thrive and be well and and serve him and love him and advance his kingdom and love his people. So, So when a negative thought comes, you know how to combat it. You know what what scripture to pull out of your arsenal to replace that negative thought, not just with a positive one, but with the word of God. And that's key as well. It's not just about replacing a negative thought with one that's positive. It's about replacing a negative thought with one that's holy with one that's of God, with one that is from God's word. That's the key. That's the key to dismantling negative thoughts. It's being able to replace it with the word of God. So our next promise is found in Psalms 97.10. It said, I will shield your life and deliver you from the wicked. God's God's got us. That's what all of these promises are speaking to. Whatever your thoughts are, God's got us. That thought should trump any other thoughts. God's got me. He's got you, daughter. He's got you, son. He's looking out for you. He's protecting you. It says, I will shield your life and I will deliver you from wicked he's got you no worries for thought comes that you're not protected for thought comes that God is not for you with you surrounding you shielding you it's a lie because the word says and in his word he says I will shield you and I will deliver you from the wicked so whatever that thought is that you need to use use Uh, this to replace it with start doing it now today start don't delay Um, the second to last promise that I want to cover is found in Numbers 624 it says I will bless your life and keep watch over you always oh I will bless your life that is good to me I will bless your life and keep watch over you always. God is looking out for you. Like I just said, he got you. He's keeping watch over you. And he wants to bless your life. That song, he's a good, good father. He is. He is. A good father wishes to bless their children. They wish, wish to watch over them. And keep them safe. And keep them close. Make sure they're protected. Make sure they're provided for. 
So whatever it is in your life that's happening, that's causing you to be in fear, whatever it is somebody has said to you or done to you that is, that's, that's producing these negative thoughts, God will bless your life and keep watch over you always, always. And so that leads us to our last promise, which says, cast all your worries on me for I care about you. Some of us think nobody cares. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares what's happening to me. Nobody calls, nobody texts, nobody checks on me. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your worries on me. For I really care about you. Some translations say really. God really cares about you. So why are you afraid? Why are you letting your thoughts run rampant? God cares. He's concerned. And he says, cast all your worries on me. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't fret. Cast all your cares on me. Cast all your worries on me. Cast all your anxieties on me. Cast cast all your fears on God. Like the Israelites, what is it that you're afraid of? Give it to God. Let him handle it. And he will. I promise. I know. I've done it. (laughs) He really cares about you. He really cares about me. God really cares about us. So we have to start thinking about what we're thinking about. And as we start thinking about what we're thinking about, and as the thoughts come, we have to start capturing those thoughts and bringing them into the obedience and under the Lordship of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to cast our cares and our worries and our fears and the things that we fret about onto God because he, he's concerned about you. He really cares about you. And that's the that's one of the first steps in in thinking about what you're thinking about and in continuing to begin to dismantle negative thoughts. This is the Unquestionably Free Podcast. I am your host, Lakeisha Williams. Jesus delivered me, and now I am unquestionably free. Thank you for listening tonight, and I will talk to you again in two weeks. Be blessed, and remember, think about what you are thinking about.